La 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 umlando do we da. Haven't seen your challenge yet, Phil. Where's your uh, challenge video there? Oh yeah yeah. Umland. Umland. There, Just there. take your top off, Phil. Let's go. Let's go. Mm, Umlando mm. challenge hey, right hey, here. Let's. Hey. We're recording the video. I'm, 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 so the thing is, I checked the two BT code of conduct. I could get suspended. Uh, so, you can never fight you know. the 2BT code of conduct. No, no, Yes, no. because as you know, Phil, every time someone falls short in 2BT, they get fired immediately. There's yeah. no dilly-dallying. There's, there's no... You know, we take things seriously over here at 2BT. 2BTHQ. Uh, yeah, we run a tight ship, um, you guys. A tight ship. <laughs> So, by the way, um, last week on our first episode, first live episode of 2022, uh, we asked uh, you, our valued listeners, and especially Mm -hmm. our very valued patrons, what you would like to see in an intro for Two Broke Tumbles. Because I think we've we've pretty much covered almost every significant childhood cartoon, childhood TV show. You know, it it gave a nice sense of nostalgia to the beginning Mm -hmm. of the podcast, but we need something else. You know, we need something else. We've had some responses uh, after threats in the group. <laughs> Russell says movie quotes or clips of movie quotes. Ropa says classic stand-up comedy clips. Uh, mm. Heather wants uh, memorable one-liners from classic movies, which I guess is the same as movie quotes. Um, mm. Kuda wants classic stand-up comedy clips. Mm. Okay, so far we're on two and two for comedy clips and movie quotes. I'm keeping score. Uh, Okay, Kuda says a good laugh adds to the energy. Okay, 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 okay. Mm, mm, mm. Um, Priscilla says memorable intro to songs. Okay. You know, so like the, you know, old school songs where it's like, and if you can guess the rest of the song. I suppose that's an option. I see you're not a fan. Um, Listen, what Priscilla says she wants, she gets. You know what I'm saying? Um, But then Priscilla has changed her mind and said she loves classic stand-up comedy. So it's now three, three, two, one. Then uh, Kuda says on one-liners from classic movies, oh, this would be amazing. Not going to lie. I almost tempted to change my answer almost to movies. So I don't know if he's still movies or comedy. Why don't we do a combination of both then? We can do both. We can mix it up. You know what I'm saying? We can mix Mm. it up. So yeah, okay, let's fact, do let's, this. Let's, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's think of that. What's your best one? Ooh, I got a good one. I got a good one. That you want to do now or for next week? No, I can even do it now. Let me, see if I can, let me see if I can find it. And if I can find it, we can do it this week. This is, this is, this is one of my favorite one-liners. Another thing I thought about, Phil, you know, you know how, how certain TV shows had cold opens? Mm-hmm. Like before it starts, there's like, a, I mean, you know... Some of them are classic, like stuff like um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine had some of the best cold opens. Obviously, um, oh my God, The Office. Who can ever forget Kevin's Chili? You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's another option that I'm going to think about. Okay, I'm writing all these mm. three options. This is, the, this, is one of the best, this is one of the best one-liners ever. You know they go to a restaurant on the weekends, it gets busy, so they start a waiting list, they start calling out names, they say like, Dufresne, party of two. Table ready for Dufresne, party of two. And if no one answers, we'll say the name again. Dufresne, party of two. But then if no one answers, they'll just go right on to the next thing. Bush, party of three. Yeah, but what happened to the Dufresnes? No one seems to care. 
who can eat at a time like this? People are missing. You people are selfish. The Dufresnes are in someone's trunk right now with duct tape over their mouth. And they're hungry. That's a double whammy. We need help. Bush, search party of three. You can eat once you find the Dufresnes. So I've heard this before, but I can't tell who it is. At first, I thought it was Hannibal. No, this is Mitch Hedberg, the classic. Okay. R.I.P. I, Mitch I, I, Hedberg. That's one of his classic <laughs> jokes. So there, uh, there we go. First there you go. go. Comedy clips done. Look at us being organized. All right, let's start the show as per usual with the energy that we have become known for. Philip, mm. I have one question for you. Are you good to go? Sound of a thing, Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 my drum play. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbles. It's your boy Danny, that guy, aka Danos, the Mad Titan, aka Denford, aka Denim, be my life, your entertainment. Someone said something about that statement, which I mean, mm. look. My life mm. is your entertainment, mm. but not every single aspect of my life. You know what I'm saying? Why, why are you trying to get every single detail? Squeeze it out of me like a blood orange. AKA, I'm done with these streets. Find me someone whose face I can rub my spit on. AKA, Well, Phil, I don't know if you saw the clip that was going around of a certain Mike Todd who was trying to, he was giving a very memorable. Mm. motivational kind of speech mm. you the know what I mean spirit. about how the you the Holy mean, Spirit you know you gotta change your you know life I mean? you gotta change a, what's acceptable to you mm. are you willing typo. to do what it, yeah, yeah. it was just a, it was <laughs> a small spirit. typo like this, the secretary forgot that R and my <laughs> man was confused he was like okay the Holy Spirit most shall be bestowed upon you I guess so and he hugged back <laughs> he actually did that several times I don't know if you saw the video <laughs> nah it was very, very... Dis- I would not recommend... I couldn't watch it to the end. It was a two girls, one spit kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> My man was like, so are you willing to do what it takes Yo, to change your life? throwback. Yo, that, Dan, do you know what? I just... I think I there's a generation. There's a generation of people right now, of adults, who have no idea what two girls, one cup is. And there's a generation of adults who never open their email... And so that Ford, 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 two girls, one cup. I never watched the video. Can't just And I am proud. I am proud because because I saw a description of what it was, and I was like, "Why would you watch this?" But once again, I was when that came out. I was what 15? and I just remember checking my email. It was Ford, 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 Ford. Why did you have an email when you were fourteen, fifteen, Philip? Of course I had. Because I needed to sign what up for the WWE fan club. You needed an email. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I think I had one because I needed to sign up for High Five. So I still, I st- exactly. And ish. <laughs> actually, there was um, there's a skit I saw recently um, where it's a, it's a TikTok where the guy's like, 
me seeing 10 year old me creates our old email address and it's like no don't do it yes, no yes. <laughs> and it's young D- mine was young dz 88 at hotmail.com fam mine was point spongebob <laughs> and a number i thought i was so smart because i was applying DZ. to universities with that email address bro <laughs> You know how difficult that is to prefer people. So, so just, just to confirm, it's P O I N T underscore SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Okay. Anyway, um, you haven't done your intro yet, Phil. Uh, please introduce yeah, yourself yeah, yeah, to yeah, the lovely yeah. audience. And he's here with one and only the unmistakable, the point SpongeBobable Phil Chad, aka Flynn Flaws, the big boss, aka Vinzabi, aka Sexton Tumlovu, aka Filthy Phil, aka DJ Mukarati, and of course. Shamwari, di tengerewo, drinki, hey. Two Bob Trimbles is back for another week, baby. We record this one a day later than usual. I sincerely mm, why, why hope it gets later? to you. Yeah, apologies, I was unavailable last night. Um, but yeah, yeah, I hope mm. it gets to you in time. Mm. Uh, fingers crossed. Mm. Mm, mm. One can only hope and pray. Yeah, yeah, but the good thing is we have a team behind it. Mm. Working flat out to make sure that you well get your content. Well-oiled machine. In good time. All right, as per usual, we're going to start Two Broke Twimbos by uh, highlighting Zimbabweans doing big things and Africans really all over the world. This week, huge shout out to Sean Mdawarara, a.k.a. Achilles. Mm. Mm. He hates you know, that Dan, so much. Once again, the two BT bump, we, we mentioned him in passing last week. Now look, you see, just even look, in passing. Just even in passing. Just, ah, no, man. My man, so this is what happened. You see, my man was, uh, he, got a, he got a call from Kenya. They had a theatrical, uh, theatrical role that was opened up for him uh, in Kenya. And uh, he was like, you know what? Why not? Jumped on a plane. Two days later, he was in Kenya. He uh, played the re- lead role in, uh, I can't remember the name of the, the show that he was in. Oh, let me just look it up just now. And uh, just now, he's been nominated for the... Uh, best performance by a male actor in a lead role at the Kenya Theatre Awards. I mean, mm. look, as much as I look down on, um, you know, on xenophobia, I mm. kind of understand because Zimbabweans just, wherever they go, they just, they just shine. You're on a, you're on a crack xenophobic jokes this week, Dan? This is not have a you, joke. Have you, have, you, have, you, have, you, have, you, have you watched the news? Have you seen what's going on right now? I've seen. I've seen. It's mm. uh, currently they're, our biggest ally. They are our doing restaurant proponent. checks. They're doing, they're doing spot checks at restaurants. They're like, we want to see the numbers. We had Julius on our side, but it looks like no more. I don't oh, know if you saw that. No. He, uh, yeah, Dan, yeah. are you telling me that a politician changed Flip their flopped. views based yeah. on vote? Oh, my God. I, this is shocking. Anyway, no, so, shout out to Sean. Um, I'm a, 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 a big fan of Sean, actually. Shout out to Sean. He's, mm, he's a yeah, cool, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I, cool dude. I, I, like I think I discussed it. I, I saw Sean do, um, when they were doing Jesus Christ Superstar. I enjoyed that. I'm just seeing him. Did you watch it? Yeah, I went there, yeah. My man, Sean. Um, I saw him in The Lion King. What, what? Um, yeah, this was a couple of years ago. So shout out to Sean. He was, uh, he was in a, a musical play called Subira. A new, Subi, Subira. A new musical. Subira. A new musical. Funny enough, when I went to go vote for Sean, um, th- there were two other nominees, and one of them was named Tinashe. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> We're just killing the game. By the way, give that <laughs> link to, on, the, to our listeners so they can support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go vote for Sean. We're going to put the link in our thing. Sean's a friend of the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, shall we keep it moving then? Yes. Let's uh, follow up from our last episode. Our last episode was the 2022 episode. Mm. See, clever play. It's called a, a double entendre. Mm. By the way, mm. I asked this. I asked this on on Twitter, Philip. Have Have you ever kept like a record of some of your favorite, not just double, but triple entendre moments? Like my personal ones. Yeah, whether it's your favorite or something that you know of, like damn, like someone said something and it literally means three different things. I feel like they're pretty rare, like a um, true triple entendre, and not just I, someone I, I, I adding think, weird. Um, mentally, I think like one of my favorite, one of my favorite triple entendres is the rhyme scheme that Eminem dropped on Fast Lane yeah, from Bad Meets Evil. One. When he's talking about para- paradise, paradise. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 I remember that. That's I remember actually that. So, I, yeah. So I, I, um, I've been listening to old albums while I work. And then I went back and I, li- I was listening to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yes. And then in Dark Fantasy, I just heard Kanye's line where he says, fresh air rolling down the window. Too many Urkels on your team. That's why you win slow. Ah, that's such a terrible line. It, it may be a terrible line, but it literally means three things at the same time. I mean, that's no, it too many true. Urkels on your team. That's why you win slow. Wins low. That's why the wind things. is low. Hmm? You're not moving Urkels. fast enough. No, no, you're not moving fast enough. That's why your wins are low. But also, you're not winning enough, so your wins are low. Also, mm. Winslow is the name of the family that Steve Urkel was visiting. Three different meanings in one line. Mm. You're so easily impressed. Okay. I mean, it was a great line. Was, was just Don't like, ever fix your face to say something where you end up apologizing. <laughs> mm. Just mm. the pen game on 100. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Um, uh, someone, someone actually responded it with, with um, I can't remember a Jay Z line that I've literally just forgotten. I think it was from Diamonds in Sierra Leone. Um, what did he say? What did what did what did Jay Z say in in Diamonds, Diamonds of D- Diamonds? He said, "What did he say?" I don't understand. What do you want me to say? Oh yes, uh, the pressure's on, but guess who ain't going crack? Pardon me, I had to laugh at that. Which sounds like a very basic line, but I mean, The Rock, Diamonds, Pressure, Cracking Up as in Laughing. I mean, you know, there's multiple hidden, you know. It was, I love that kind of stuff. But anyway. As you can <clears> tell, there's a, it's a slow news week, guys. We've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> tough, tough <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. I just thought about it because of the 2022 episode. Any follow-ups from last week, Philip? I think, uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we got some very, some very detailed, detailed summaries um, yep. Not only in the group, but also on, on the timeline. Um, a lot of people, I think, misunderstood. Uh, I think it's, it's very important that we clear this up. We were not throwing shots at Mr. Michael Chibombe. And uh, we, 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 as a podcast, would like to make it very clear that we respect and admire one of Zimbabwe's finest entrepreneurial business minds. Um, please let the record show that we as a podcast never meant to, to disparage this man's good name. And secondly, it was Dan who said those words. So, Look, I would like to say that um, anyone who keeps posting his dance moves 
should be aware of uh, the slander that they are potentially putting out and uh, should just be careful because that's just not cool. Mm-hmm. We also got some very detailed feedback from Pri, mm-hmm. uh, who says, um, first of all, I already addressed the comment about my life, your entertainment, when I keep saying I shouldn't say too much. Yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta make every single element. But yeah, um, she was happy with our review of Spider-Man. Um, but although she said we had a lot of opportunities for Hotep segues, uh, that's not how you spell segue, but okay, pretty. Um, and she was unhappy with our music review last week. Mm. I think that was a common thread. Look, the music, um, as you know, a lot of the music you'd already heard. We were coming back. It was a long episode. There was no need for us to go in-depth with music. Plus, typically at the beginning of the year, not many people put out stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like people are still coming back from holiday. But don't worry, Pri, we got you. Don't worry, everyone, we got you, we got you. Let's move on to uh, some of our discussions for this week, Philip. Um, I guess we're bringing this back, I guess. Yeah. Around the diaries, I'm serious, it's real. Y'all try to get Cardi out the paint. She was like, how dare you? How dare you? I'm back. Has she put out any music in the last year? Has yeah. Cardi B put out any music? Oh, she's been on features, yeah. But also, like, Cardi's not, Cardi's not dropping music for a long time. She's making a lot of money anywhere but music. Trust and believe she's not dropping music mm-hmm. for a minute. Playboy, GGG, yeah, 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 I see, I see it. Um, look, guys, as you but know... Did you, see, did you uh, see what she got offset for his birthday? I didn't know what she get. Well, she got him, like, a car. She got him a thing, and then a million dollars in cash. Oh, Nice. Nice. Must, must be nice. You see what other women are doing for their men. And these are cheating men, by the way. <laughs> Let's remember. What more are those of us who are not cheating men? I mean, come on. Come mm. on. Um, uh, we currently have in Zimbabwe 13,090 active cases of coronavirus. Um, 11 new cases a day on average for the past week. Um... Why? Okay. 28% of the population, or 4.2 million people, have received at least one dose of the vaccine. 3.2 million, or 22% of the population, have been fully vaccinated. These numbers have not moved, Philip, in, an, in two months. Anyway. I mean, we, we defeated the virus then. I don't know why we would get vaccinated. Uh, but I did read a concerning story from the WHO which says that getting repeat shots of the same vaccine does not actually improve um, COVID-19 resistance. So, and also coupled with the fact that Sinopharm and Sinopharm are absolutely useless against Omicron, that's a little worrying. So if you can, get your hands, especially if you've been fully vaccinated, get your hands on a different type of vaccine for your booster. Which, once again, I was out of the game, Dan. You know what I mean? Like, I love the fact that you were making fun of me, but now the world leaders, scientists, are actually affirming my decisions. And they're like, you know, Philip knew what he was doing from the jump. You've got to mix and match. You've got to... So did you mix it? You mixed and matched? A cocktail. <laughs> I've got four vaccines in me right now, Dan. 
Uh, have you? You see. M- meanwhile, there's others like uh, Novak's Djokovic. <laughs> you guys may possibly have been following the story, but uh, Novak's was supposed to be playing in the Australian Open, but he was denied entry into the country because he was no, unvaccinated. Why would they do that? And then he was given a visa, and then it was rescinded, mm. and uh, it's just led to a lot of back and forth. And I mean, honestly. I have no patience for non-vaccinated people. But Dan, did you not read his, his musings? Novak Djokovic is a very large proponent of the health benefits of the sun and white light mm. keeping your blood pure. And personally, I find it hilarious that, and I think we've said on this podcast before, please stop going to athletes or anyone else in entertainment for non-entertainment or sports-related information. Because I can tell you this, they have no time to research, nor do they know anything about it. The problem, like, whenever you're super successful at one element of life, I think you just get a big head and you're surrounded by yes-men and other people just follow blindly. Because, mm. come on, man. I, I, honestly, I have no patience. I, like, as far as I'm concerned, if you're not vaccinated, sorry, stay home. People mm-hmm. are like, no, but it sets a bad precedent. Chi, chi, chi. I'm like, I understand. I get those concerns. I get it. People don't want to give governments too much power and all of that. I understand. But it's, we're two years into the, into the pandemic, two years and some months into the pandemic, and we are still here because of you people and your, no, we don't want to set a bad precedent. By now, we could have been, you know, frolicking at Emma Gumeni. But no, here we are. That's a new spot that opened up by Helensvale, by the way. Yes, uh, we were there, Dan. If you pass you through know. there, you, you might notice... Um, well, anyway, you know, they, they paid us good money. You might notice the Jameson <laughs> stage with images from the bi-original campaign. There's a... You know, as, as you know, it's a cursed area. Mm. I mean, just think in the past... Even the past, let's say, 10 years, how many iterations of different places we've had there. But anyway, that's not the point of this discussion. Mm. Um... Remember when Novak Djokovic called out Naomi Osaka for not following the rules? It's the height of hypocrisy to think regulations only apply to others. It's pretty illustrative what Djokovic said when Naomi Osaka first said she didn't want to do press conferences at last year's French Open. Mm. Because right. you're speaking in your own words. <laughs> What's going on here, Dad? What's happening? What's happening? Talk to me. I mean, why? I One of my 2022 resolutions, Philip, mm-hmm. is to not get worked up over what I see people saying online. Because it's clear that there's many stupid people out in the world. So, mm-hmm. I just read something and laugh. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> silly people. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm closing this COVID discussion, Philip, because we have important things to talk about. Yeah, uh, we do, we do, we do. Um, you know what, my thoughts and prayers. We're on the I'm serious, it's real. I was saying my thoughts and prayers. I was Sorry. Novak Djokovic and his family, um, especially his Must father. This tough time, as you know, yeah. as you know, his father came out last week and said his son was being persecuted, much like Jesus yeah. was. Yep, and I, um, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah. he really he I mean, is. It looks here. like he, it looks like he won't be allowed to play at the French Open either. <gasps> so no, it's this, this is just at this point. Say this in so. Say this on so. It's it's egregious, honestly. Oh, I no, the, the, prayers, it, it's a prayers. crime. It is an absolute miscarriage of justice. How dare they? How dare they refuse him? 
No, you but you know, outside of that, the larger story is this also does highlight the politics of the sport because if Novak Djokovic wasn't such a twat and it hadn't been a twat all of the pandemic and he didn't tweet, that tweet that he tweeted is what killed him. That, I'm heading to the Australian Open <laughs> Remember um, a couple of years ago, Dan, there was a woman, an American woman that was in South Africa, just flying to South Africa. And on a flight, she tweeted something about hoping she doesn't catch AIDS while she's in Africa. Yep. Yep. And, by, <laughs> and the funniest part is her flight didn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> and, so and wh- while she was, she's in the air, the timeline <laughs> was burning. People had found out who she was on LinkedIn. They had called her bosses. By the time <laughs> she landed, this woman was unemployed. <laughs> unemployed persona non grata. That woman was flamed and ratioed in real life. <laughs> and that's what Djokovic, Djokovic took off like, la, 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 off to the Australian <laughs> Open. He landed at 5 a.m. there. By the time he landed, it was like, oh, 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 what's going on, you guys? What's going on? What's going on? But that's the, that's the thing. If Djokovic had not been such a twat, he would, you, he'd be playing right now because he's not the only unvaccinated player at the Australian Open. There are other players who had similar exemptions to his that were allowed to play. There are other officials who had similar exemptions to his that were allowed in. It's just that he made it a political hot potato for himself. And I find that hilarious. Granted, it's not fair, but it's still hilarious. So if he had, if he had just kept quiet... Mm-hmm. Just shut up. There would have been, there would have been yeah. some murmurs. There would have been murmurs, but they would not have been as loud as they were. Speaking of murmurs and staying in the realm of sport, Philip, mm. um, something was burning up the timeline this week and I, I thought it would be great to discuss because I have some thoughts. So uh, we want to congratulate Zimbabwe's uh, senior women's hockey team currently playing at the Africa Cup of Nations in Ghana. Uh, by the way, shout out to Ghana for their surprise knockout from, uh, you know, Afcon. Yo, the Shodan Freud on the timeline was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, they, they won their last game against Uganda 5-0. Congratulations. But this was amidst a conversation about, uh, you see, the team posted up their photo at the airport on their way to Ghana for the, for the competition. And um, it's almost entirely white. Now, hockey. Hockey. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What? So, um, Damn. Zimbabwe, uh, Zimbabwe started off pretty rough in Ghana because they lost uh, earlier in the week. They lost to South Africa earlier last week. Um, three nil, but then they beat Uganda five nil. So so far it's looking all right. One win, one loss. Let's see what happens. Um, the goals, the five goals came from Natalie Turblanche, who scored two goals. Mm-hmm. Lillian Pope, Nicole Grant, and Tinodiwa Nashin Elijah. Mm. As you can see, there's a little bit of a a mismatch in the naming there. Um. So some people went on the timeline to say, how does a majority black country, Zimbabwe, have an almost entirely white hockey team? In fact, in the starting lineup, it looked like there was only one black person. I think in the whole team, maybe there's two or three out of, I don't know, 20 odd people. That's a a, a quick um, question to answer. I can answer that in 30 seconds. Let's move on. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You see? So people were like, whoa, is there some racism going on? And then others were like, "Uh, excuse you, this should be a meritocracy. Whoever merits to be in the team should be in the team and not based on race. 
Um, yes, now I'd love to hear your 30-second answer, Philip. Black people don't play hockey. The schools black people go to, which are predominantly government schools, don't offer hockey. Hockey is an expensive sport to play because you need to get a hockey stick, you need to get shin pads, you need to get hockey boots. And of course, you need a hockey field, which going back to the poorly funded schools that I mentioned earlier, simply don't have them. As opposed to a football field where you can get away with some divots and bumps and unkept grass, you can't have that same luxury on a hockey field because the ball's going to move. So that having been said, most of the other teams uh, at the African Cup of Nations for hockey, post, like their team pictures are almost exclusively black, barring South Africa, of course. Um, so show, show me South the Africa. Statistics. Show me their school. Show, show me their feeder programs. Once again, don't forget, don't forget like some of the biggest boosters. I'm not going to mention their names, but they're very wealthy people in Zimbabwe, some of whom were part of the Golden Girls squad, who then mm-hmm. went into corporate, who personally fund hockey teams and where do you think they're gonna wait wait like this is this is be frank and honest here. if i'm a white person and i love hockey i'm gonna fund people in my community or people that look like me because that's human nature so for the most part the people who can afford to play hockey because once again keep in mind if you're a professional hockey player this is your sole source of revenue and we know how much athletes get paid in this country. And I don't know, Dan, when was the last time you went to a sellout hockey game in Arare? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's the, the hot weekend spot, eh? Yeah. Bring out your brass stands. Um, so, so, okay, therefore, the there's no revenue. So your, your, your answer on the surface does seem very logical, but there's a couple of, of holes I want to poke in your answer. Number one, um, even the schools that you call white schools or that people would call white schools, I would argue that most of them are actually probably majority black schools. All these are not cheesy, convent, Arundel, GGG, that have a lot of white populations. If you were to actually not, sit down and look though, at the population, okay, no, so, that's all, uh, those schools have more black people than have white people. Their parents and their families can afford a hockey stick or shin pads, right? Mm-hmm. So firstly, there's that. Secondly, um, some people, I'll give you an example. Let me give you Vimbai Zimuto's comment that she was getting flamed for. She says, um, I played hockey in high school at Zengeza High School with our now late Mr. Mtembeza. I can confirm there's hockey in Highfield, Warren Park, Chitungwiza, and Mabvuku, without mentioning Girls High, QE, and other black-dominated high schools. Uh, the best team when I was in high school was Warren Park with all black girls. Uh, so this team is shocking and worrying, not about race, but just wondering what happens to those who are playing hockey in the ghetto. So I okay. do agree with you that obviously hockey is, not as, uh, is a relatively expensive sport, but if we were to round up every single person who plays hockey in Zimbabwe, every single schoolgirl who plays hockey in Zimbabwe, would we have a 13 to 2 or 18 to 2 ratio of white to black? So I don't I, think so. The, the problem here is people are taking the issue and they're taking it in a very... So your, your argument is flawed and narrow, and then you're trying I to... I don't have an argument. I'm no, just no, putting no, a I'm, hole I'm, in your argument. Well, the counterpoint, I'm, I'm not, there's no holes because I can, I can counter that specifically. Mm-hmm. And... Your, your counters to that are trying to add nuance to a reality that doesn't exist anymore. For example, Vimbai Zimuto mentioned those schools. Vimbai Zimuto was in high school 20 years ago. The Zimbabwe of 20 years ago is very different to the Zimbabwe of today. That's one thing. The second thing is, Vimbai is probably... No offense, Vimbai. I, I would say maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Vimbai, mm-hmm. she's got daughters that are teenagers. She, she proudly <laughs> shares on social media. So we, we can do simple maths. <laughs> 
It's, it's, it's quick maths, okay? So, but Mumbai is a friend of the show, okay? Mm-hmm. So the, the second thing you have to consider here is, yes, I might go to Chizzy. And even me, when I was in high school, I was pretty good at basketball. I was pretty good at cricket. Funny enough, a lot of the people that I, I used to play cricket against went onto the national team. I stopped playing cricket because of a racist coach. And I realized, you know what, if I had pushed through, I probably could have gone to maybe, maybe somewhat below national level, but I, I would have been a pretty decent cricket player. But I, I played hockey in high school. But then I look at, at how much the cricket players make. As you know, the gym just up the road here, the cricket team used to train there. And I'd see the cars that they'd come in with, and you can easily start figuring, okay, this is how much these guys are making. And they're like, yo, this isn't a very, this isn't a very lucrative career. So the other thing is, if you're a first-generation black person um, who's now experienced independence, which most of us are, like we are, you and I are, are, are the second generation in our families to experience independence. Our parents experienced colonialism and independence. You, you know the mentality, especially when you come from a black household, is, guys, get your qualifications, get your degrees, get out there. It's not from a. It's only the kids that have the option of choosing sport, or on the other end of the spectrum, the kids whose only option or way out is through sport that play sport. So, if we now apply that rationale to hockey, the kids whose only option to get out being sport, the likelihood of them choosing hockey is extremely low because there's not much money in it. So it's only going to be the people who have the luxury of playing hockey, knowing that they, they, their standard of living is not going to decrease. And looking at this photo, it's more likely going to be the white people who have wealth at home, who can play hockey and have part-time jobs or still have their jobs, or the people who are able to receive the funding from the boosters. So yeah, so does it's that, not does that Does that mean there's no problem then? No, Part there's of the course a, should be all so good. Uh-huh. The, the, and once again, the problem here is you guys aren't attacking the problem. The problem is the Zimbabwean Hockey, Hockey Association. You should be asking them and saying, Hockey Association, what feeder programs are you guys doing? How many schools do you guys have active programs in? How many schools are you guys supplying with equipment? How many schools are you providing food and shelter and transport for the hockey playing um, children how many schools are you providing scholarships that will take talented hockey players from wherever they may be and put them in an environment that allows them to thrive because one thing that you you might mention here is no matter how many times or how many coaches you have in Zengaza right even if you get them a great coach even if you give them one season worth of hockey sticks and shin pads and whatever that may be if they don't have nutrition if they don't have access to Training facilities. Training facilities, video, travel. That's another thing. Like, dude, sports are expensive. Like, I can donate as many sticks as I want, but if they can't get from here to Peterhouse, they're screwed. So you're not going to play. You're not going to improve your game. You're not going to be exposed to the world. If you're not going on tour, these are all things that sadly the private sector or private individuals are funding as opposed to the government. They, they should have been tagging um, Kirsty Coventry and be like, minister. Oh, they were. <laughs> they <Yes>. were. <laughs> but could. Put their feet to the fire. In the same way, we can go back to AFCON. My gosh. I think and uh, that's a perfect segue. I watched, I didn't watch the last game. Cause wait, wait, I, before you continue. So is there, so this is not a problem of racism. 
even though race is a byproduct no, no. of what happens, it's, but racism, racism is, not racism the is at the root of everything, Dad. Like we can always like but racism. But that's what everyone is, is saying. So why are you no, no, no. But, but, I, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, like that's that's twenty layers below. That's at the foundation. But addressing racism is not going to address it because there's a fire in the house, right? At this point in time. You should be saying, how do we put the fire out? After the fire has been put out, then we can hold the investigation and figure out, okay, was it faulty wiring? Does someone leave the gas stove on? Blah, 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 blah. But at this point on, we are just trying to put out the fire. And right now the fire is sports people, athletes in Zimbabwe, not only have hockey, but across the board, are not being looked after. So we need, I to, think- we need to start holding the Minister of Sports and Culture to the fire and hold the associations that have been appointed by the government to the fire and say, wait a minute, what's your guys' budget? How is it being spent and allocated? And why is it that this is what the teams look like, right? And then after that, I'm, I'm all for, jeez um, Louise, now I'm forgetting the name. Um, they did it with Zim Cricket and they've done it in South Africa where they, they have an allocation of how many players in the team are black. What did they call it again? What's the word? B-E-E. No, man, it's for business. But yeah, the sports equivalent of B. S-E-E. Whatever. So, but I'm, I'm all for that. But after the root issues have been addressed, because if not, all you're going to be doing is setting up black athletes to fail and set the sport back. Because the worst thing is, and the, the easy thing if, if for people to do is like, you know what, fine, let's put in quotas. Yeah, there we go, mandatory quotas. So let's have a quota and have six black players. And because the, 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 the pool is so shallow, you start having to recruit players that normally wouldn't make the squad. They're then put in the limelight. They fail. It creates a self-reinforcing thing. And now you've got to say, like, you see, that's why we didn't put them in the team. Look, they can't play. They can't handle the limelight. They can't handle the pressure. But we haven't addressed the root. And the root here is, from school level, what's being done. And we don't even have to do anecdotally, Dan. If children, even during COVID are learning under trees during the rain and they are sharing one textbook for STEM, which back when even Jonathan Moyer's Minister of Education was pushing heavy. If education-wise, in the most literate country in Africa, quote-unquote, people are sharing one textbook under a tree in the rain, what more about sports and recreational activities, Dan? And that's my point. Especially with sports such as hockey, sports such as swimming, Sports such as um, even rugby to a certain degree that are expensive to play and expensive to participate in. Of course, there's going to be more white people in there because white people have the funds and we don't. So it sounds to me like you're agreeing with what most people were saying, which is there shouldn't be more white people in this team. Because no. those were essentially, no, of no, course, no. it's more nuanced if we dig so, deep into so, it. But what so, most people were so, saying was no, there's no. a problem with the fact that there's so many white people in the no, team. No, no, I have no. I, so that, that's the thing. I actually have no issue with the amount of white people in the team. Right. However, let's investigate why. So if, if everything we've addressed has been addressed, and as you said, it's a meritocracy, and everything has been done to make sure that black people play the sport and black kids have access to the sport and they're supported from, from school through to their professional careers. And it just so happens that the white people are killing the game. So Where bad. have you ever heard of that, Philip? What, what is this? Chess. Hmm? But okay. it's, it's, the, it's the same thing as, let's, let's look at American sports, the NBA or track and field, right? Black, kids don't, black kids don't have access 
to the facilities white kids do. But for some reason, white ki- black kids keep getting ahead, right? So sometimes it's just genetic predisposition, you know? That's, that's another discussion. But I'm not, <laughs> like, I honestly don't care about the racial makeup of a team. I care about everything behind it. Because at the end of the day, what sports is supposed to do is it's supposed to give children, and school children particularly, an access to a healthy way of life, to learn how to deal with adversity, to build camaraderie, play sports, and all the health benefits that come with that. And there's the option of pursuing that as a career. Right? But logically and statistically, I would never look at sports as a, as a way out for kids, especially in Africa, because the numbers are so low. Like, what type of life are you, are you going to live? You, 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 you're obviously be- better off pursuing STEM, but it's great that sports is, is an option available to you. So in that respect, if, if, the, if the Ministry of Sports, Arts, and Culture was doing everything it was supposed to be doing, and there were, these, there were um, programs for the youth, there were academies, they, they stepped up, and it just so happened that white people really love playing hockey and black people were like, nah, not for us. So be it. And that's the thing. It's like, I have no issue with the, the argument. I have, I have how the, the argument was presented. Because the argument was presented like, oh, there's a team photo. Oh, it's white people. Oh, shock, shock and outrage. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Let's, we, we can't be clickbait. Like, uh, we, we can't be a culture of clickbait. That's, that's my only issue. Like, okay, okay, let's, let's say this, this, it's all white people. Let's investigate why, and then after we found out why, then we'll have legitimate reasons to be upset. You can't be bringing anecdotal information into the argument because no matter who you bring, going back to your argument with, with, with what Vimbai Zimuta said, that's an anecdotal example from 20 years ago. Contextually, what relevance does it have here? So I, I, I happen to agree with you um i honestly i i'm not war- i don't believe that it should be this many people or it should be that many people it should be this many white or this many i don't believe i mean it should be merit the best people should play period but it does it does make me raise an eyebrow if the team seems all white just je like mm. Mm. and of course all mm. the stuff behind that you mentioned in terms of the you know the whole pipeline from from school level all the way to national level is that in place for everyone? Is it difficult for people to attain? Of course, all of that needs to be addressed and so on. But I think people, as usual, people are too far down one side of the argument and too far down the other side of the argument for anyone to see that the answer probably lies somewhere in the middle. Uh, it's not a case of, on the one hand, oh, you should just shut up. Only people who, who are good at the sport should play. If it happens to be white people only, then let it be the case just like that. You know, Don't bring race into everything. That's on one end. And on the other hand, people are very like, no, there should be black people. Def-. Somewhere in the middle, we have to find out that maybe there are certain people who don't have access, like you've said. Um, yeah. So yeah. ultimately, that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to say, as usual, balance somewhere in between. Y'all go too far one direction without thinking that there's, there's actually valid thought processes in both. So on the one hand, what Vimbai is saying, actually, there are kids who are playing hockey in these different places. Maybe anecdotally there were more back then or there aren't any right now, but maybe they don't have the facilities and the, and the opportunities to progress to national team level. Mm. But they're there. They're yeah. definitely there. And on the other hand, I mean, maybe, it, maybe racism is not the easy answer that we think it is. Maybe the answer is, like we've been talking about, it's not, it's not just a case of, no, there must be more black people playing. It's a, it's a matter of 
well, let's see what, what are the schools saying? What's, what's going on? No, no. Anyway. Well, the simple thing is saying, asking yourself, why are they, ask yourself, I, I think the simple thing would be, why are they not black people in this team? Let's ask ourselves that and let's find out why. Maybe let's speak to the players on the team and say, hey, what challenges have you guys faced in playing this um, professionally? Stuff like that. Um, and to close it off, now let me use an anecdotal example. As I mentioned, I used to play sports in high school. So we used to play basketball, right? And we used mm -hmm. to play from private schools. We'd come up here, play Gateway, um, Harai International. And that's another perfect example. And we'd, we'd go and play um, the St. Inyoga schools. And the St. Inyoga schools had very talented athletes. Very talented. But you know what they didn't have, Dan? They didn't have Jeez. nutrition. No, yeah, an issue, yeah. but that wasn't really big, uh, that big of an issue. Do you know, like, it, like, it was, how do I put it delicately? It just wasn't fair. Because w where we're coming from, we're eating three, four, five meals a day. We're getting creatine because our parents are buying us creatine. They're buying us protein. We, I was like 20 kgs up on their other center. So I'm having a party inside. You know what I mean? pause but i'm having a party because my man doesn't have access to the nutrition but our coach recruited these kids so for for lower six and upper six these kids now came to our school and now they're getting the same level of nutrition dudes are 17 experiencing growth spurts growing now dude was 140 no, like 160 he's now 180 he's dunking on them and we'd experience the same thing on the other end we'd come play at our international totally different world there was this dude around international bride i think he was 17 this man was dunking from the free throw line I, you know humiliating is to get dunked on every position <laughs> but that's because so, okay at around international they've got nutrition plus they've got gyms plus they've got trainers plus they've got international standard courts so there was no I, way we were going to touch them. No matter how much determination we had, no matter how many Disney speeches we're giving at halftime, we were never going to beat them. So I come Friday back to night this. lights. You know what I mean? So I come back to this. Realistically speaking, we, we know how tough it is to be an athlete. We know the expenses. We know the cost. No matter how determined you are to become a hockey player, if you aren't getting at least three solid meals a day, how are you going to keep up? Um... The, the, the other dark side of this conversation is our, a lot of people, I hate even giving attention to this, but a lot of people's argument was they're not really Zimbabwean, which I think, come on, man, 2022, race doesn't necessarily equal nationality. So chill out. But also I understand the frustration so, of white people having opportunities okay. that black people don't. Yeah, if, if they're not really, really, really Zimbabwean, then stop claiming Kirsty. Stop claiming her Olympic trophies. Let's 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 no, let's no, be no, transparent no. across the board. And I, I, I think we shouldn't even give that any kind of leeway. Long no, story but, short, but that, what I'm saying that's, is that's the point. That's that's the point of the fallacy. Yes, yes, we can have a nuanced debate about are white Zimbabweans or white Africans really African because there's a there's a certain level of of culture and, and heritage and investment that they simply do not have. Fair and fine. That's a, that's a nuanced discussion to have. But do we want to have that on the sports field? Come on, let's be serious. <laughs> and also, like, like um, don't... If you were going to support Zimbabwe 
at AFCON playing, you know, women's hockey, don't not support them because now you feel like it's all white people. Or maybe you can. I don't know. Listen, you do whatever you want to do. But I think, like, you know, I think they still deserve our support. Stew, stew. Speaking of supporting teams, you were, we were about to segue into the AFCON. Did you watch the games? Doom, 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 doom. I watched the uh, Malawi game, which I regret very much. <laughs> That's one I watched too. So, <laughs> so, um, so <laughs> it was streaming. It was streaming on YouTube, so I just had it open. Ah, while I was okay, 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 cool, 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 cool. So I saw people tweeting about. It. I was like, yeah, you know, I haven't even watched any Afghan games because um, it's not that I am not a proud African. I am, as you guys know, I just pick my battles. Very selectively, and one thing <laughs> no, I understand. For you don't even have to explain. I one thing, one thing I, I made a decision for myself a few years back is, sports is entertainment. To me, sports is entertainment. So I only watch it to be entertained. You know what I mean? Whether I want to experience the highs or the lows, I just I watch it for that. So I don't I don't watch all games. I I, can't, I, I don't have the time. I selectively pick which games I watch. Sometimes I just pop in, watch the highlights, and that's enough for me. So when I I knew Zimbabwe was going to Afcon. I, I, I saw the team. I, I saw what was going on with Zifa. I was like, nah, psh, nah, not, not doing it, not doing it. And I knew why. Does, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be putting my nose up and saying, yeah, guys, I told you so. Because everyone has ever, their right to support however they feel is necessary. However, I, who values my soul, my spirit, my mental well-being, was like, I'm not going to do it. And I tuned into the Malawi game. And then, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be negative. I didn't want to be an asshole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there were several times I pressed the I button on my remote just to make sure <laughs> I was watching a continental tournament game because the standard of football it felt like I was at Gavas on a Sunday. Have you ever been to Gavas on a Sunday, Dan? I have. No bore at Agaratis. Did you see number eight trip over himself twice? <laughs> yes. Fam, how many times? Did, did you see how many times the ball was crossed into the box? Three defenders would miss. The striker would miss. Then the goalkeeper would miss. <laughs> so, okay. okay. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But there have been some games where the level of play has been pretty high. I, I don't um, deny that. Even we have great footballers on this continent. I don't deny that. Even, even, um, even watching that Zim Malawi game, there were some comical parts of the game. But like, you know, it was nice to sort of see, you know, some of the moves and the set pieces and the GGG. Just a reminder that, okay, okay, you know, people are playing professionally here. You know, it's not just a bunch of nonsense mm. people. But yeah, you're right. There were way too many mistakes. Plus, it's the same conversation as we have for hockey, as we've had for hockey. If there's no... Imagine everyone in Zim, their main goal, the number one goal for you is to get a, get a team outside of Zim to play for. That could probably be said for many other countries, but at least it's like one of those, like, mm, you, can, you can... If, if second, second string, um, you know, Division Two side from France comes calling, but you're playing in the Premier League of your own country, I mean, you'd be like, mm, you know what, let me think about it. In Zim, it doesn't matter if the uh, Puzas so League of any other country. I don't, I don't think that's a fair argument because th- that's pretty much across Africa, Dan. Even if, if, if I'm playing in the PSL and I get an option to play internationally, I'm going. 
Yeah, but it, it depends. Uh, which At least you'll think about it. If you're playing for Orlando Pirates and then you're offered um, mm. AFC Wimbledon. I mean, you'll think about it. Dude. You'll think about it. Dad, you know, do you know how much the average salary is in, in the first division in, in, in the UK? I have a third division, Philip. What you got out of third division? Uh, okay. You said <laughs> second, but now we're chinja. Okay. Third, maybe. <laughs> all right, second, but, all right. But even if I'm going for Ted Lesso, I can't do time at Ted Lesso at Richmond. <laughs> what? Anyway, well, basically, <laughs> as expected, Zim didn't do as well. Even, okay. Wait, didn't do as well as what then? Finish that sentence. No, I want to know who expected us to win this group. I want to know. I want to know who was Zim yeah, didn't do as well as our potential allowed us to do. Yeah, so I think the, the the frustrating thing there is this just shows how once again how bad things are at a national level because we have good players, we have great players, we have Tino Kadewere, we have Knowledge Musona, and that's another thing. Dan, do you think these players, like fair, fair? When they get that national team call up, do you think they're happy or they're like, damn it? Like, do you think Tino Gadewere is like, yes, I'm going to leave France. I'm going to go to this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a bloody. Well, if I don't want to question people's <laughs> motivations now, right no, now. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, put yourself in their shoes. Let's say you, Dennis Dube. You, Dennis Dube, you're playing for Leeds United, first division. You're on a nice, let's say, 50,000 pounds a week. Salary, you know, nothing too crazy, but a good 50,000 pounds a week. You're, you're, you're good. You're comfortable. You've got a beautiful wag out there. And then my pairs of phones is like, eh, hey, We are Afcon. And then, oh, and, 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 and then you're like, you know, okay, no, it's fine, coach. Um, where's the camp? Uh, but teacher's college. Harare teacher's college. Okay. 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 Yeah. I didn't read <laughs> I right, coach, um, w- w- like, what's our, what's our camp going to be like? Uh, actually, do you have a tent? We need a tent. But one or two lodges at Ruchaga, you know, it's going to be a nice, intimate experience. So you're leaving your five star. Uh, don't worry, uh, don't worry. Passion Java has offered you 500 US dollars if you win. Do you know what the, the, <laughs> the greatest troll was? You know what the greatest troll? <laughs> did, did you see that FBC press conference? Oh, that's when I knew. Like, <laughs> Fab, FBC, <laughs> ah, they trolled. So for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Zimbabwe had already played the first game. We lost, I think we lost the first game 1-0, correct, Dan? Uh, I believe so. The first game was against Senegal. Yes, we lost mm. 1-0. It was on the eve of the second game. We were Sadi- playing Sadio Mane. And we, we were expected to, that's another thing, we were expected to defeat Malawi because it's Malawi. Come on. That's how embarrassing this was. And FBC holds a press conference. They have the Minister of Sports. And they're like, listen, guys, listen, listen. If the Zimbabwean team makes it to the knockout stages, we are buying everyone in the team a house. Big brew, ha-ha. Even then, I could, uh, like, you guys are bastards. You guys are bastards. Because you know good and damn well they're not going to do this. So now, now you're using our team for free advertising. Because you know good and damn, like, and, and I know it's a bank. They've got an actuary in the department. They took an actuary and they're like, yo, my man, just, just, ru- just run the numbers right quick. What what the, the what's the likelihood <laughs> of us making the thing? And the actuary came back, it was like 5%. They're like, yeah, we can take that risk. Go. <laughs> Do the press conference. <laughs> so th- they were offered 1,000 US dollars per game mm-hmm. one. What did you say Tino Carrera's salary is probably per week, roughly? 
I don't know. Somewhere around 50K? Somewhere there? I think that's a fair... I mean, sadly, football players' salaries are public knowledge. Tino Kadewere is on, yeah, 42,500 a week, excluding bonuses. So, I mean, my man's was like, 1,000? What? What? Thanks, oh my God. God. That's my breakfast bonus. That's literally what I get paid to pitch up for team breakfast every day. <laughs> um. <laughs> that, and that's my point, Dad. But... And I saw a tweet, and it was actually a very good tweet. They were like, despite all the controversy, because, you know, there was like the referee controversy, but um, there was a great interview on, on CNN where a woman shut down. was like, yo, this, 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 this controversy is in every tournament. I mean, as people who watch the Premier League, every week there's a VAR controversy. Every week. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes they're major, like, how did you miss this? But with, with, with all that being said, one of the benefits and one of the great things about AFCON, it's very similar to what the Americans do with March Madness, with the NCAA basketball tournament, where you've got these big schools with millions and millions of dollars playing against these small schools with guys who have no plans of becoming basketball players. Like they know, how, after I graduate, I'm going to be a car salesman, I'm going to be a real estate agent, you know what I mean? I'm going to be an accountant. This is this is my time to build the memories because this is this is it. You know what I mean? After this, I'm playing at the YMCA. <laughs> mm. But even within that, they have a chance to win. And it's the same thing with Afcon because you'll have players like like Sadio Mani and Mo Salah. Right now, Mo Salah's in a holdout because he's demanding close to five hundred thousand a week, and he's earned that. Like I, I am a, as a Liverpool fan, I'm upset that. Fenway Sports Group are not giving Salah that money because he deserves half a million a week. Give that man the money. Philip, Philip, Philip. But on the same half side, a mil. Dan, half who's, a the, mil. Who's, the, who's got the most goals outside of Harry Kane? What's Harry Kane on? Now, do the goal comparison between Harry Kane and Mo Salah in the last three seasons. Come Harry on. Kane's not on half a mil. Let's, once again, public knowledge. Let's Google. Imagine earning that much per week. That's wild. That's wild. That's not how you spell Harry Kane. Jeez Louise. Wait, Harry Kane is on two, he's on close to 300. He's on, yeah. So If he had gone to Man City, he would have been getting 400K a week, which is insane. Yeah, I think that's what, that's what Salah's, I think Salah's, Salah's around 400. But anyway, my point being, you have a player like Salah who's about to become one of the highest played players, not only in the Premier League, but obviously in Africa, and you're playing against guys who have to drive themselves to... Some of these guys have to catch combis to training every day. And yeah. that's a reality. Like, personally, like, I was even thinking about it myself. I'm pretty sure, like, there's a lot of those dudes, like, like the, the game yesterday, Naby Keita, I'm sure there are, like, five dudes in the Zim squad, like, I'm a big Liverpool fan, Naby, please, please, decide to rush You know yeah, what I mean? Probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even, like, when Sadio Mane is going, like, ah, but I... Sadio Mani's going to gift me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> okay, but do you think, so earlier you asked me what do you think Tino Kadewere does when he gets the call from camp. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, um, even if he was a little nonchalant about supporting Zim, the fact that everyone else in his squad, in Lyon, is super excited about playing for France or playing for whatever team that they support, you sort of get caught up in the hype that, you know, but yeah, representing Zim is dope. And then when you get here, you're like, God damn it. No, but I should have stayed. That's not his first national call-up. That's another thing. That's yeah, not, it, Phil, that's the thing with hype. You get caught up each time. No, each no, time. No, no, no. <laughs> like, ah, dude, there's I no mean, hype. Will, I love my country, man. We're going to celebrate. There's no you hype. get here like, 
Wait, isn't isn't our national sports stadium still not fit for international games? Look, let's not use this podcast to advertise certain facts. Um, <laughs> so imagine that, like, when you get national call up, but you go to play your home games in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's move on. Let's do all these gagaga stories. All right, Phil, uh, as you've yeah. been watching on social media, we have the Umlando challenge. Hey, I'm um, there. Hey, hey. It's been. Uh, let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. 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 I'm just gonna. No. You know. Are you playing the full song? I've, you gotta go to like three minutes, guy. <laughs> okay, hey. that's true. They always do it. They always do it. East South African, I'm a piano producers and artists just always put out that next song. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, of course, if you have been following social media, people are um, gyrating their hips to this particular song in different locations. I, I don't know. There's nothing unique about this um, challenge, but I, I don't know. It's just interesting to watch. I don't know why it works so well with the song because it's funny. They're just in different places on top of a car, mm. you know, under a bridge, just on a soccer field, whatever, just gyrating hips from, you know, you, mm. you see the backwards view. And of course, sometimes it's South African women. So, I mean, you know, that's obviously an interesting view. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of men are joining in on this one as well. Well, it's actually, it just started four men dead and then women opted on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, that's great. Um, however, um, this has landed someone in trouble. <laughs> Radio <laughs> presenter in South Africa. Her name is uh, Dine Oranaka, who is a radio presenter for Metro FM. She posted her own Umlando Challenge video. And in it, she's doing this dance move in different locations. At one point, she's standing on top of a chair. At another point, she's standing on top of an office desk. Mm. When was I that saw an that office video, desk or I mean, desk? It was an office desk. Like, uh, like the kind that you would find. Maybe it was mixing as well, but judging from mm. looking at it. Because it, it looked like she was in a studio. A standard office or, desk. or it could have been just an, like an open, an open design office at the radio studio. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But uh, news has come out that she's been suspended from SABC for unruly conduct, <laughs> for dancing on top of office furniture, My which guy. I think is a little like, I My mean, guy. they were looking to, they, they were waiting. They were like, hey, we need to suspend her, but hey, what can we, what can we come up with? Men, come, let's, hey, let's ideas. say, let's ideas. say this is something that you've put out as a memo to the whole company recently. Guys, don't dance on office like at least, you know, what I mean? like a warning maybe, or it just seems like such a harsh. I told you, they were waiting to suspend it. They just got the reason. They're like, "Yes, we got it now." But keep in mind, my guy. So means he's still at a job for months. He's got back, yeah. He's for months. months. So, sexual assault allegations. Well, we've got no legal precedent to fire this person. Steps on table. You bastard! You violated office furniture. You shall go. Now, I'm not saying that you must be allowed to step on, on office furniture. Not at all. I'm just saying, is it a suspendable offense well, that you the, stood the, on? I think, like, come on. Pop, the thing, come on I think guys. the thing that was the smoking gun to me anyway yeah. 
was her challenge was mid. And just for that, <laughs> she deserved to go. <laughs> so it was basically you failed to represent us. Nah, nah, wow. she, uh, no. Yeah, I mean, that was, that's 30 seconds I'm not going to get back, Dan. That's 30 seconds I'm not going to get back. Because, yeah, I don't know, like, she tried. But I think this is the first challenge where women have been seeing, like, they've been getting their asses handed them, literally. Because, ah, women are struggling. It's, it's only now with the, 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 the slenders, the slim tender, the, the thick slenders that are coming through now that are really taking it away. But remember, like, the beginning, like, last week, two weeks ago, when all the thick girls who are used to taking over these dance challenges, like, and just twerking, and then the ass shakes for the next two minutes, they tried and they failed. It was harsh on these streets. They were seeing flames. It's like, you guys don't understand the assignment. You don't understand the assignment. Uh, they were struggling. Um, they were struggling. So, by the way, this, apart from me thinking it's a little too harsh, let this be a reminder that... Man, don't lose your job or lose, you know, something else important to you just because of a social media challenge. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, also just be smart. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she could have danced anyway. I mean, you know, it's not like you get extra points for dancing on the office table. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. anyway, um, let's move on. Ga, 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 ga. Um, did you see the video of people in the Zupko bus with their umbrellas out? Yes, Dan, I did. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know Zuko's came with roofs. This is so like you guys expected roofing. Oh, oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. The, the funniest part of that video to me was the Gucci, the Gucci fit. <laughs> the person who was taking the video was in a Gucci fit, head to toe, like, Gucci drip, <laughs> literal drip, literal drip. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, and I'm not trying to say. I mean. No, it's, it's funny. just it's funny. <laughs> but you know, the, the funny thing is this takes me back to school days. So school days for the for the first few years we had a terrible, terrible, terrible bus. And it, and when we traveled and it rained, if you're sitting in the wrong seat, uh, you are getting rusty water. And that's the worst thing. It's not even just water, it's rusty water. <laughs> Do you know how it is to get rusty water out of your, your white shirt? Mm. Uh, sometimes you know, we really sometimes we it, we, we, we really embarrass ourselves. So maybe just going back to the Afghan situation. You see, I hated when international people were making fun of African matches. Like, for example, the referee who ended the match five minutes early. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yeah. I, I, imagine, yeah. I mean, I hated people who were like, ah, this is what's times. happening. You blues was start the start the match, half time, full time. That's the, like, there were no cards given out, nothing. <laughs> And then he was like, oh, snap, sorry, it's too early. And then he blew it early again. It was ridiculous. And I don't like it when international, like people in Europe or whatever, like, ha, ha, look at Africa. But even by myself, it, I, you know, I'll defend it very like, you mind your own business. We do things ourselves. But even by myself, I'll just be like, but guys, come on, man. Come on. Come on, guys. Anyway, um, Kanye West is uh, in the news again. Um, here's what happened. He's been moving mad this past week. He's been moving mad. So, I, I saw someone um, someone express some sympathy for him because of his uh, bipolarness, uh, and that having been taken into account, I get it. It just there's just a lot. There's a lot going on. So here's a story. First of all, Kanye West. Um, he was not allowed to see his daughter because his mother, brand, brother, grandmother hate him in that order. <laughs> and it's just the story is so silly. So apparently Kanye West's daughter 
was it North or Saint? I don't know. No, at the birthday party. Yeah. It was North. Oh, no, it was Chicago. It was, it, was, it, it was some form of geography. It was some geographical location or direction. It was some coordinate. <laughs> yeah. Chicago okay. was celebrating her fourth birthday. There was a, a party that was planned. Kanye went on, on his Instagram live to say he was not invited and he wasn't given the location and he had to find it from Tristan. And then people were like, hey, Tristan has still got access. And then, gee, gee, I mean, it just became this whole thing. Um, but... <laughs> I really only brought this story out because I was like, I mean, he did kind of predict it. Can't see my daughter. Her mother, brother, grandmother hate me in that order. Public That's visitation. The, this is why we say the power of manifestation, Dad. Like, if you put stuff out in the universe, you see, you see what happens. So you've got to be cognizant of what you put out in the universe, my brothers and sisters. Stay woke. All right. Uh, iPhone, ah, that's a silly joke. Kendrick Lamar is hooking up with South Park creators Matt Stone and Trey Parker for a new comedy film. Looking forward to it. Mm. Did you uh, watch the COVID special? Produced by Kendrick. I have not. I have not watched <gasps> any South Park in a long time, and that's a bad thing. I need to you have to. They're actually brilliant. They're brilliant. They're brilliant. Especially like the way Let's they took it out. on NFTs. Ah, it was brilliant. Um, here's a story about James Mtume. I was I was unaware of this this uh, this death. That's unfortunate. Um, we just got news that James Mtume, the musician, songwriter, producer, band leader, and talk radio host, um, who penned the 1983 hit song "Juicy Fruit," which you will have heard mm. sampled in so many things, including the Biggie song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he died of, of cancer. Age 76. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sad. So, yeah, so that's, that's sad news. That's sad news. Um, um, you want to talk about Poptane? I mean, I've no, got his song. It's, it's in upcoming, the, in the music. but he, he just dropped the album out, and the album out is freaking amazing. I, I actually, I think that's the first... That's the first project I've seen from Zimbabwe where I looked at the album art and I was like, this, there was actually clearly a lot of investment in this, which is dope. Dope. All right, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually haven't seen the album art. Where is it? Uh, let me send it to you on the, on the, what's on the socials. I mean, Dan, are you, are you not in the, in, in the group chat? I mean, come on, man. Thankfully not. I don't want to be in any group chats with, with people announcing their albums. There's too many people who have me on their broadcast lists already. God damn it, T-Gons. Just send me the song when it's ready. Um, uh, very quickly on movies and TV. I know we had said we would talk about it at the beginning, but uh, for some reason we didn't talk about it. But um, there seems to be a new movie that will be coming out from Zimbabwe called Just Say Hello. And uh, just even taking a look at the cast, it looks pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Seems to be in the lead role. We're going to be seeing uh, Sean, who we mentioned earlier, Mundawarara, as well as Carl Joshua Nube, um, Chiedza Mende, Amara Brown, mm. Tindai Chitima. Mm. I mean, I think, I, think, I, think, I think we should try and figure out how we can contact like, some of these castmates and, and get them on the, on the show, Dan. Do, do you know I anyone think we should that call we the, to... I think we should call the director. Mm. Who's, who's the director again? Sorry. 
Let me get back to you on that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, take your time, take your time, take your time. But yeah, no, it's, a, it's an upcoming Zimbabwean rom-com called Just Say Hello. The hype around, I mean, I have to give these guys a bit of props. You may not have heard about it because, I mean, it's only just starting now. But they've, they've, really, they've got some really dope press shots and announcements of who's in the cast. And they've got some pretty big names. So that will also help with spreading the word. Uh, some of the names in there are also seasoned actors, including Tendai, Chi, uh, Sean, all, all brilliant actors. So, I mean, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to check it out. And I am going to be hopeful is what I'm going to say. I'm hopeful. You know who else is in it? Gemma mm. is in it. Oh. Kevin, the wedding planner, is in it. Ooh. I mean, it's some recognized names. Mm. Hey. How come we didn't get our call then? That's what I'm trying to understand. Why weren't we called up? Hey, isn't this a girl who was doing our cocktails? What's, is she in the movie? Or? Wait, wait, what shots are you looking at? Show me these, these photos. Let's see this. J- Jameson cocktails. Show me the, show me the, dude, you're not showing me anything. How am I supposed to know okay, what you're talking wait. about? Wait, I was just looking through the, just say hello Instagram. Doesn't matter, no. If I, if I, if I stop sharing and start sharing, then um, I'll have to you know, bear around. I don't know why you, you don't, you just send me the link. Why, why do you like complicating your life so much? Jeez okay, Louise. here you go. Here's the link. Here's the link, Philip. I'm putting it in our chat so that you can just click on it and then you can see it. Um, so, yeah, so look out for Just Say Hello, the movie. Uh, we are excited about that. Also, we no, want to organize another. <laughs> well, are you okay. sure? Oh, it is, actually. Yeah, you see. Um, we want to organize a, a watch party. Shame. We couldn't do it for Spider-Man because of Omarion. But um, for the next big movie, there's Morbius this month. But I think this month we are still likely still going to be under lockdown. End of this month, Morbius. Uh, in March, there's the Batman. What if we aim for the Batman? Early March. Mm-hmm. Make mm-hmm. it a 2BT mm-hmm. watch party. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, there'll be premiere, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, premiere. So let's aim for that. Assuming we'll be able to, to have, you know, COVID-regulated uh, um, attendance at the, at the theater, I would be keen to watch Batman with everyone. Batman, by the way, is my favorite superhero. Well, technically, he's not really a superhero. He's my favorite Comic book character. Is your favorite vigilante billionaire? You see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's essentially what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I knew you were were an Elon Musk fan. I used to to love uh, reading about Batman and so on. Philip, so today, you know what? We have plenty of time to go through some music. So you mentioned Poptane earlier. Mm -hmm. Can I, uh, I'm going to play for you a new song by Poptane. Came out this month. Okay. It's featuring someone called Lorenzo, FTS. And it's called Something. Check it out. I'm thinking of something. Fissias go break some news. Fish show you what a man can do. I just want to see us go break some news. Like it's at the radio. Flex like you're on here. Hit up the manchio. Listen, I'm thinking was down with a gang when I met you That's cruise control when it's roll like a Tesla I just wanna be your best friend, no pressure Was night in the city, we're stacking up Lizzie That's get back gang, that's Harara the city That's big man youths with the smoke in a sticky Your lips so icky, your lips so icky I just wanna let you know Come chill with this gang, hold this high, high grade Everything I do, we've been vibing. Come chill in my section, call you my best friend. 
I just wanna teach you this lesson I'm thinking of something Fissy has go break some news Fish show you what the one can do I just wanna see us go break what do, some What do you think, Philip? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of love the 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 drill vibe, you know. It was, it was, <laughs> it's, it's all right. I, I, I'd say it's like it's, it's a good filler. So b- before you do that, as yeah. you, as you guys might have heard, there there was a little bit of controversy as Trevor Dungus came out and said, that, "Wait a minute, Pop Ten, you stole my beat." But if you know how, how the industry works, you, the artist can't steal the beat. You need to speak to the producer and ask him who he sent the files to. So at around the same time, Trevor Trevor Dungo, sorry, had dropped conversations with your heart. And this is the song here. So tell me, Dan, does this sound familiar? So, Dan, do you think that Pop Ten stole the beat or not? I can hear some similarities. Um, I don't know if the beat was stolen. I think maybe it's just a similar beat. Or maybe it was. I don't know. Someone well, with well, the legal mind. Well, it was produced by Mac D. Let's see. The Pop Ten song was produced by who? The Pop Ten song was produced by... Uh, okay, he doesn't mention here. I'd have to search elsewhere. Oh, no, it was produced by Rodney Beats and Shamix. Mm, so what's going on between Mac D and Rodney Beats? Hmm, questions have to be asked. Do they, do they sound similar, Phil? I mean, there's some similarities, but I don't know if they're the same. Yeah, it's, it's almost, um, and not to be offensive, but you know, like when you hop on YouTube and you find, like, and you see those channels that are like, chilled yeah. R&B type beat. <laughs> Royalty free. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it kind of feels like. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice, like you're saying, it's a nice sort of filler song, not really like a incredible song. Here's something else coming through from the Diamond Boys. Uh, M Trey all day. M Trey all day. Representing from Mutare. It's called She Dynamite. They had a, a massive hit song uh, last year called Kudakwashi. Kudakwashi. Yeah, so it was. Let's see. And their follow up. Let's see if they're able to bring the same vibe. She Dynamite featuring Rutendo Jackie. Seems to be a house song, so I'm just going to. Fast forward. Dan, do you not cue these songs before you start playing them? No. I mean, 
Yeah, it's, it, sounds, it sounds smooth. It sounds smooth. I'll give it a couple of more listens to see if I'm super into it. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, check it out. Diamond Boys. She Dynamite is what it's called, featuring Rutendo Jackie. Um, you got something else? Dan, I got, I got music all day, man. There's, been so, there's so much music. Where I'm trying to keep it African. You know what I mean? Um, the Afrotech scene has been blowing up lately. And... Uh, Shimza dropped a... Yes, that's a pure song that everyone that everyone is going crazy about. That apparently Martin Garrix is using. Okay, let me look for it. No, this is Shimza with Kieran Falls. It's called Howlin'. Howling Shimza. Damn, are you a fan of FKA Twigs? I am. She just dropped a like new it. project. She's she's part of the mixed Tied race It's a it's a very interesting uh, eclectic album, but she's got a song on this project with Rima, and it's a banger. Oh. Take it easy, take it slow. You follow me okay. everywhere that I go. Right. I gave you the key. I can mess with this. I am adding it to my playlist immediately. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of your drama. Don't let me take you back to your mama. 20 minutes calls, cause I'm not home. What you gonna do when it got Jealousy put on me. You're in your feelings, wait. Yes, that's FKA Twigs and Remo Jealousy. That's a jam. What a jam. Which playlist should I add this to? Should I add it to my appropriate playlist, which is Afro music? Or should I add it to my Ara and B playlist? Which Dan, is I don't care. I, I wish I could care. I think I'm the only, the only playlist our listeners care about is the Two Broke Trimbos 2022 playlist, which will be launched this week. So head on over to twobrokeTrimbos.com forward slash playlist for all this music and more. Um, last one, last one, Phil. Okay, two. I got two more. Oh, okay. do you have more? Yeah, okay, I can so go there, but I think let's cut it off there. You know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, let's go one, one, so, one more each. Let's go one more each. Okay. So, so I'm gonna play one more, and then I have the closing song. So um, you did mention uh, African um, like EDM and stuff. So this is a, a Zimbabwean producer by the name of Tapiwa who hooked up with Warner Case, and they put out a song called "You're Like a Dream," and it seems to be doing really well because Spotify put it in their Crate Diggers playlist, and then. Uh, Martin Garrix put it on his EDM radio playlist. 
Um, so he's he's getting a bit of, of uh, recognition. Tapiwa with You're Like a Dream and Warner Case. Check it out. To a new way of being. Is this real life? Baby, you're like a dream. Only for a night. All the time that I need. Is this real life? Baby, you're like a dream. Traditional EDM sound well, from Zimbabwe. That's like a, a traditional uh, electronic sound. Let me that's garage that. tech. I mean, that's not conflate <laughs> genres, Dan. That's that's more garage. It's more garage. It's, it's like it's like Euro houseish. No, it's garage. Yeah, but that's that's garage. Oh, man, I, don't know, I don't know if I'd say that exactly. It's but garage. I mean, it's you garage. know, I'm, I, I I love seeing Zimbabweans do what is not traditionally popular in the country. So is shout out to Tapiwa for that one. Uh, I no idea. I've actually never met him. Mm. At Tapiwa Sound on Twitter. I need to look him up. Maybe I'll uh, see if we can get him a feature on radio or something. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Um, shall we start wrapping things up, Philip? Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, it's been a, a busy week as we get things sorted, but trust and believe we've got some interviews lined up. We've got a lot of things coming up. We've got events. We've got video content. There's just a lot coming through, so please be prepared. And obviously, if you're a patron, we'd love your support. Make sure that you're subscribed and part of the group. And also, you subscribe to our newsletter because I'll be bringing that back this week. We've got a lot of resources that I'm developing with the, the content team, especially for Mental Wellness Mondays, and we're going to give access to our newsletter subscribers to that. So please make sure you're subscribed. Just head on over to... The, the link on all our social media pages It's got everything there We've now simplified things So going forward you'll notice that It'll just be one link that links to everything As opposed to inundating you guys With a flurry of links So it's just going to make your life a whole lot easier um, So yeah, and it's simple It's just link.2broketumbos.com Forward slash 2BT Link.2broketumbos.com Forward slash 2BT Very easy to remember There's two things that I want to ask you guys to do Number one Please, I know it seems like a lot. I know it seems like, ugh, I just want to listen and enjoy the podcast. But if you can, please use whatever uh, app or whatever aggregator or whatever podcast software that you're using to listen to this podcast to just leave a rating and a review. Just drop a five stars in there uh, or drop a, I enjoy it, or I think Dan sounds incredible, or I wish Phil wasn't part of the podcast. Whatever you want to write, you can just drop it in there just as long as you leave a five-star review. We would appreciate it. Secondly, if you are able to financially support the podcast, we would greatly appreciate that support. Of course, we need your support to continue going because, uh, as you know, this is something difficult for us to do regularly. So just drop us a young... Uh, a young something, something either via Patreon or um, 
PayPal, whatever it is that you can do. EcoCash, if you must. I mean, you can hit us up in the DMs if you like. Um, you can head on over to twobroketwimbos.com forward slash donate. We would appreciate both those ways of supporting the podcast. And of course, as usual, keep sharing. Uh, we love it when you give us feedback. Um, so if you're going to hop on over on the social medias to say, I love this show, or I hated that part, or I agree with Phil, or I disagree with Dan, whatever the case is, we would love to hear that feedback. Um, I've noticed that seems to have dropped a little bit uh, in recent months. Um, I think it's because we repeatedly say we only listen to patrons. I mean, we do listen to patrons, but I, I mean, we would appreciate your feedback too, even if you're not a patron. We just indeed, be trying to motivate you. We just be trying to motivate you. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, like, follow, subscribe, all the usual. And uh, ooh, so um, there's a South African R&B artist whose name is Marcus Harvey mm-hmm. that my girl put me on. Who's mad dope? And I'm sitting here like I'm. Oh my gosh! I don't know which song to play. Uh, should I play like the super R and B one, or should I play like the the house song that he did, which was a collaboration with Oscar Ball? I'm gonna play that one. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the Oscar Ball and Marcus Harvey collaboration. It's called "I Need You," the groovy mix. I I love. No, you know what? I'm gonna play the R and B one. I'm playing the R and B mm. one. You're so decisive. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to play You Wouldn't Understand by Marcus Harvey. Um, Yeah, South African dude, like his videos, he'd really be like walking around the township singing in the style of, I don't know, Six Lack or something. But I I love his vibe. Mm. I know that's not his name. It's just I refuse to call him anything else. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you very much, guys. We're going to be signing out. Please continue supporting us, and uh, I suppose we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>